It's the Go Million and Go Million Interview and Prayer Call Podcast. You will be blessed in two ways, with an influential interview and the engagement of powerful prayer. And now, your host, Bishop Nathaniel Go Million. Good morning. Welcome to the Go Million and Go Million Ministry Interview, uh, Prayer Call, and Podcast. Uh, we thank God for you. Today, we're going to be interviewing a great man, uh, Pastor Eve. E. Brian Taylor, I mean, Taylor, excuse me, Perry. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Pastor E. Brian Perry, we look forward to uh, this great interview. And don't forget, if you missed the interview or part of the interview, you can go out and get it uh, on our podcast tonight at gomillion.gospelradiotoday.net. That's gomillion.gospelradiotoday.net.net.net.net. That's right. Let me Let me go and bring my good friend on from backstage. Hey, how you doing? Uh, good morning, uh, Pastor Perry. Good morning, Bishop. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing uh, phenomenally well. Phenomenally awesome. well, as the, one one older man used to tell me, for my age and habits, I'm doing good. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. It's good. You're looking well. Thank you, sir. Listen, uh, tell us a little bit uh, about who you are and uh, where you're from your, and your family. Well, first and foremost, I'm a believer of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a brother. And uh, I'm a pastor. Uh, I reside in Suffolk, Virginia. I'm a native of Suffolk, Virginia. Been that way for numerous of years. And so I have two sons, Christopher and Javari. And uh, I have three grandchildren. And and uh, they, are the, they are the light of my life. And... Um, because of them, they keeps me going. It keeps me going even when uh, I continue to have birthdays and continue to get gray hairs. Uh, they keep me. They keep me going. So, um, um, been a husband for twenty one years and uh, feel like I've been a father forever. Uh, but um, um, that's pretty much um, who I am: uh, a pastor and also a. Uh, a worker of paraprofessional group. <clears throat> okay, all right, all right. Praise God. Well, um, I was reading your bio and it said that you yeah. saved at a young age. Can you uh, remember uh, when you got saved? Tell us a little wow. bit of the salvation experience. Yeah. Listen, it's uh, it's uh, it's been it's been years. Um, I gave my heart to Christ. Um, around the age of eight years old, I think that was roughly back in 1977 at a summer revival at my home church, Antioch United Church of Christ. During that time, it was um, Pastor Lucas was the, uh, the shepherd uh, of that ministry. And uh, the guest evangelist uh, inspired me, Bishop, uh, tremendously. Uh, with the particular uh, inspirational sermon that he had that particular night um, after extending to me the invitation to discipleship, I had enough courage and boldness to go up to the altar to 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 give him uh, my hand and yet attempt to give God my heart and he set me on what they call during that time a pew they they they, they describe as the mourner's bench. He set me on the mourner's bench but but ironically, I had an issue with that because at the age of eight years old, I thought that there was something that should have been added to that other than me sitting on a chair. 
And so um, they put me on the mourner's bench. And uh, at that time, I knew that the bench didn't save me. The bench mm-hmm. didn't qualify me, that there have to have been something else on my end that, I, that needed to be done. So after further investigation, I confronted the pastor and um, he smiled. He smiled with glee in his eyes and then suggested to me, what would you have me to do? I said, well, according to the scripture that I learned through my grandmother, it said that I should have confessed. If I confess my sins, then God is just and faithful to forgive me of all of my sins and cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness. And there, there was no confession. The only thing that was presented to me at that time, Bishop, was a mourner's bitch, was me sitting on a pew. Long story short, uh, um, um, I, I confessed my sins, and, and, and then I made my public confession that I believed that God sent his son to be the propitiation for me. And at that point, um, early on, um, you know, through my faith, I believe that he resided in my heart. But, but, but let, let me say this as a sidebar. Um, uh, even before I did the confession, I knew that he resided. Okay. He resided at the time of inspiration. And when he inspired me to, to leave where I was sitting at that time in the church to go up at eight years old in front of a church full of people, because you have to remember, man, back in 1977, every church was packed. They, yes, they, they, yes. they had five night revivals. I mean, church was standing room. Only people supported, other churches supported, and, and it was jam packed. And the aroma, the atmosphere was conducive, uh, during, during that season. And so I had enough, enough courage to go up there and, uh, and to, and to allow the Lord to, 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 to enter, enter into my heart. But while I sat there, it was my faith that I believe that as I was walking to the altar that he was transforming me at that moment. And, and there I was eight years old, uh, wow. I given my life to Christ. And I always emulated, I always emulated, uh, my pastor. I always go home and get my, get my mom's big Bible off the coffee table and take mm-hmm. it to the room and, and, uh, take it and put a sheet over me and let my brother, he was my, my one member congregation. <laughs> and uh and I and I and I uh will often uh preach to him and okay. because that's what that, that's what I love. I always love God. But it was at the age of eight years old that um uh, I gave my heart to Christ. Well well and let me say good morning to uh, uh, evangelist uh, elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins who's with us today. Uh <laughs> let me and and uh Lady Kay uh, who's also uh with us today. Uh, uh is that your wife, Lady Kay? Yes. Okay. She 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 she's with us. She's actually backstage back there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Praise God. Amen. Uh, let me ask this uh, this 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 question. And obviously, you had siblings because you had a one member uh, congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what age did you go into ministry? I was uh, about twenty nine years old. Twenty nine okay. years old. I, uh, it was roughly about 1998 uh, that I had um, accepted a call to ministry. Now, now let me let me share with the, share with you with that because uh, at that time I was doing a lot of speaking engagements mm-hmm. and um, from church to church, doing youth revivals, doing youth day services, men day services, so on and so forth. And I never wanted that title of minister or in ministry period. 
Uh, first of all, I didn't think that I qualified for that. Second mm-hmm. of all, I never wanted the public to draw me into a place that God hasn't, hasn't placed me. And so it was um, in 1998, I received that call. And the, re- the reason why I believe that I uh, took the initiative to, to go forward with the call is not that I heard God talking to me audibly. That wasn't, that's not my testimony. Not that he took and, and, and rained down a Bible on my head. That, that, that was not, it was not that I, I uh, saw something that was a subliminal message. The, 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 the indicator for me um, to um, go forward in ministry was there was a fire in me that could not be extinguished. Okay. It, 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 it couldn't go out. I had something to say. I had something to share. And it was God that resided in my heart that gave me the words to share and to inspire. And when oh. I couldn't extinguish that, when I couldn't play that off, when I couldn't ignore that any longer, that's when I took the soapbox that he gave me to stand on. And I pretty much personified what he had placed in me. All right. We want to thank God for Anne uh, Edmund Moore uh, being with us. There's somebody also on the conference call line. We appreciate you all uh, being uh, with us. Uh, yes. uh, so you've been in you've been in ministry since you were uh, 29 years old. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 now you you are the founder of Triumph and Victory Church. Uh, how how did you get the vision uh, to start that church? And and how many years has the church been in existence? Wow. Uh, that that's listen listen to this, Bishop. Listen to this. Uh, uh, and I want to uh, before I go forward, I want to thank all the disciples that's tuning in. Those names you call they're the disciples of Triumph. Uh, okay. Thank you for tuning in uh, with us on this podcast. Ironically, my wife and I, uh, we just purchased our first home in Portsmouth. And so in, in one of the rooms, uh, we had made our office. And my wife at that time was a third grade school teacher. So she would get at the desk and half of the that room was an office. The other half was my exercise room. I have a treadmill and an elliptical machine. So she'll get on, get in her desk and she'd do her schoolwork and I get on the treadmill or the elliptical machine and just, just exercise a little bit. And we just keep each other company just through communication. One particular uh, day, uh, I was sitting, uh, at the desk and the Lord gave me a vision on starting a ministry. Now I want you to understand this was eight years prior to me from, prior to me from even pastoring a church. He had given me the name of a church. He had given me the the meticulous details on what he want me to do when I obtain a church. And so from that, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I put it in a manila folder and I filed it. It sat there for eight years. It sat there for eight years. Now, I had to differentiate on whether or not it was God giving me these instructions or was it my desire of wanting to start a church. Well, okay. I've learned that it didn't come from my head. It came from my heart. Okay. He was speaking okay. to me through my heart. Uh, and so I filed it. I put it on file. So when I became, when I was called to a church, to pastor a church, I was said to myself that that couldn't be because what he had shared with me was something for me to start on his behalf. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
because it wasn't that I was going to go into somebody else's church and change its name and all of those type of things. So instead of going through the gyrations of, you know, sharing that vision with others, I just kept it between me, God, and my wife. And so there it sat for eight years. And so when I had difficulties at the church that I was called to pastor, once leaving that particular ministry, uh, one of my disciples, which was my senior um, deacon, the, the, the ministry leader of my deacon ministry, he says, well, Pastor, listen, wherever you decide to go, I follow you. I follow you. He says, but let me share. I think that you should start your own work. I says, well, I, I don't think that, uh, one, that I'm qualified to do that. Secondly, I don't even know where to start to do that. When I got home, Bishop, the Lord spoke to me. He said, yes, you do. You have it on file. Just go to the file. I went to the file, and the rest is history. Well, the rest you know. is history. I pulled it out. Everything mm-hmm. was just detailed in place. So I started my ministry in a lawyer's office. I had I had some disciples that come with me. was in a lawyer's office, and we started the ministry, talking to the lawyer, the lawyer of this law firm, and uh he was looking at me like I was trying to run a scam on these people and so on and so forth. And, and, and uh, 17 years later, we still existed. We still existed. You know, our, our ministries you know, mirror each other because I, I uh, came down to Ivor to pastor a church and was there like seven, eight years and had an adverse experience and left. And right. people said the same thing to me that right. we your house. Right. And, and uh, the only thing I didn't have was I didn't have the vision in a, in a, in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> but God had put two people in my path early on right. who had started churches. Th- th- this was before I even knew that this was going to be my, 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 my lot. Praise God. Right. Uh, right. Lady right. K said, uh, 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 bless you, Pastor Perry and Bishop Gomillion. And Thank you, you have, uh, and she says, God has been faithful eight years. It's set, uh, to manifest in season, a new mm-hmm. beginning. And then Aretha Johnson says, Good morning. He's truly a, uh, a, a blessing. Uh, wow. so, so, uh, uh, how did two things? How did you get the name? Or, or did you get the name in the beginning? At the beginning, at the very beginning, before I had anything uh, done, when I, I sat down at that desk that particular night, uh, I had put the name down. Put the name down. Um, uh, he showed me uh, sketches in my head on um, how it, how 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 it's supposed to go out. Um, okay. The, the, the structure. The 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 the, the the meticulous details, uh, everything was actually everything was x right there. So whereby it was filed first in my heart, I mm-hmm. took and wrote it down and filed it in the drawer. Okay. So, so it, it was there. Everything, the name and everything. Everything. everything was, it was already to God, done. To God be the glory. Elder Francine says, uh, uh, "Good morning, Pastor Perry. Blessings and love you and." Your Good morning, Lady Gamelia. Inside and out wife, Lady Karen Perry. Love you both to life. Yeah, uh, we thank God for her. Uh, so now you've got a second location. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so, when did you start that second location? Well, we started the second work um, 
10 years after we started uh, the Wakefield location, because I'm one church in two different locations. And that's one of the things that I had to keep on reverberating to the disciples was, is that we're not two separate church. We're just one church, uh, but we just have two different locations. And so it was 10 years after the first work that we started the, the second work in the suffering location. Now, remember, uh, I shared with you about this attorney that uh, he thought that something probably was shady was going on. I don't know whether he thought that I, I was trying to utilize a get rich quick scheme. Uh, but if, if, if ever that was the case, I definitely wouldn't use the church because that's one place you're not going to get rich quick on. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, I shared with him, um, uh, because we, we was, we was having services at a, um, at a community center and, um, the, it was beginning to grow rapidly so much so that the seed they were sowing gave us an opportunity to purchase a uh, some commercial property. And so I went and talked to this same attorney again. And um, he shared with me, he says, he says, Pastor Perry, you you are serious and you're doing an awesome work. And uh, my response to that statement was, uh, you believe because now you see, or do you believe because you have heard? Uh, but uh, either case, um, we started that ministry back in... I want to say uh, 2016, 2010, somewhere up in there. Uh, it was 10 years after. So 2016 that we started that work. And so uh, the Lord was progressively moving the ministry, growing the ministry there. So when we bought the commercial property, um, we went back. We took and uh, purchased vehicle, which was a, a church van, to commute the, the disciples from Suffolk to Wakefield so we can save some money to renovate the property that we had invested in. Okay, okay, well, praise God. We are glad to have uh, Elder Sandra Durr uh, with us today. Uh, her husband pastors uh, Calvary Baptist Church in uh, Sussex. Thank God. Awesome, awesome. Your husband, uh, Pastor Willie Durr. So uh, you, you married to Lady Karen Perry. You got two sons, three grandchildren. Yes. And, um, and, and you, you obviously been married a while. So I'm not going to ask you that question. How long? Was <laughs> 21 but, years. Uh, huh? 21 years, Doc. 21 Listen, years. Well, that's 21 that's years. Last, last Sunday, we celebrated 21 years. All right. That's right. Your your anniversary. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I saw that on Facebook. Praise be yeah. unto God, man. That's yeah. a great yeah. thing. Uh, that's a great thing. And now, you you a bivocational pastor. Uh, we were talking early on about your uh, your your contract e experience, and yeah. uh, and, uh, and 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 as a matter of fact, you you not just bivocational. You are a CEO. Yes, uh, and that that's a great thing. Uh, I don't know a lot of black CEOs. You might be that's one of the only ones I know. Ah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what you do okay. and okay. what is your uh, professional group, LLC. So, so back in um, 2018, um, I left the defense contracting business as electronic tech. Um, and uh, it, it, was, it was scary because um, I don't care how much faith you might have. The reality is, is that 
you never want to compromise your family based mm. on your choices because that's my theme of my life. Life is all about choices. And so I wanted to govern my choices based upon the surety of what I was doing was one, in the will of God, and two, something that I desired to do so it could keep me motivating to make sure I keep bread on my family's table. I didn't want their life to be oriented. I didn't want their life to be changed based on the choice that I made. So in, 20, in 2018, uh, we, we started, uh, actually it was 27, October 2017, that um, I legally started a paraprofessional group with licensures and everything. And we was doing dual work. Uh, I was electronic tech by trade. What I'm doing now is a whole 180 different from what I was doing at the base. But when I started the business, I was going to do dual work. Well, in 2018, I just went one-sided. What we do is we do remedial and mitigation work. Remedial mitigation of mold, fire, and smoke. What that consists of is, is that we do moisture control. We do air quality. Uh, for, for an example, if a person uh, house catch fire and you call the fire department out, they investigate. If they don't condemn the whole the home, what they would do is the insurance adjuster would call a company like mine. Most people would know they like serve pro um, things like that would come to rid the house of moisture, of water, smoke damage or whatever the case may be and, and move forward. So that's what we do. We we mitigate mold. We remedial mold. We um, we uh, mitigate fire or smoke damage to a home. Uh, along with that, we do like construction because we tear out walls, we tear down, we, and everything that we are tearing down or tearing, uh, pulling out, we have to replace to make it better uh, than it was at first. And so we do that type of work. We also do commercial. And I say commercial, we don't clean houses. Nothing wrong with that. But we do a commercial on a governmental uh, scale, on a governmental level. Okay. All right, man. That That's fantastic. You know, we... We experienced some of that because we flooded twice and we had to have uh, companies come in and, and exactly. you know, put the big fans in there and drive. There you go. That's right. That. So, so I know what a little bit about what it is yeah, exactly. uh, that, that you do. So um, let me see. Our time is we got about eight minutes. So I may have to skip cut across the field here. So I, obviously you have struck um, uh, a, a balance. I mean, you are husband, father, grandfather, preacher, multi-location pastor, revivalist, CEO. So obviously you struck a balance between spiritual and the secular. Give us some tips to avoid burnout. Uh, well, one of the things is I think that uh, you, you have to have a balance. You know, you have, you have to have a balance and you have to be a realist in your limitations, okay? And one of the balances that I have is God, family, and then business is all about priorities. Now, you don't want to rob yourself of opportunities, but I do believe once you prioritize and can balance your life the way it's supposed to be, then opportunity will you will will run into you even greater because you have the opportunity you have the opportunity to see opportunities that comes back. One of my one of my best quotes is this that an opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. Because if you don't see it, you will miss it. You will miss it. 
And so I've learned that once you are counterbalanced or once you have a balance, you can see, you can see out of your peripheral, you can see what's ahead of you, but you have to have a balance. Now, how I keep my balance is, is that first I keep God in my life. I keep God in my heart. I keep him there. Even when things are not going right, even when I mess it up, even when I don't dot the I's and don't cross the T's, he's there. He's there. Um, one of the things that will counterbalance us and take us out of balance if we begin to have more ears with public opinion, more so than your relational with God, it will causes you to be unbalanced. So I, I often anchor myself with God and with my family. That's the key. God and family. My biggest asset, my biggest investment is God and my wife. Okay. Okay. So so what what's your passion? What, 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 well, I guess you be t- telling me, but I want to let you say, what's your passion? What keeps you moving? What gets you out of the bed in the morning? I think that it's, 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 not, it's not my business. It's not working. It's not money. It's not popularity. Uh, my biggest passion is pastoring people. I love helping people. I love helping people. Um, some people, I have heard some, some folks uh, on different platforms share that you would recognize your passion if you're willing to do what you do for free. And I often scratch my head in bewilderment with that, but that's true. Because in my first three years of pastoring, I received nothing. I was so into ministry. I received nothing from ministry. Okay. But, it, that, that, but that's, that's, that's my center. That, that's what centers me from, from center to circumference is me helping people okay okay well so what what's up next for you what what's next for you and, and well, have you any books do you have any books in the works you, you, bishop you have inspired me um um with with books i i, I shake I, I i tell my wife how do he do it um uh, i would love to write a book i would love to write a book but the, the, the what prohibits me from writing a book is my biggest commodity. My biggest commodity is not working. It's not just trying to make money. My biggest commodity is my time. That's my time. Listen, that's my biggest commodity is my time. If I had the time, I would do so. But my next move is finishing what I started. He who has begun a good work. Okay, okay. I'm waiting for him to complete what he started. Okay, okay. Okay, so yeah. uh, you you waiting for God to complete uh, what He started? Uh, yes. Uh, are you are you talking about the the two locations? Uh, I'm I'm talking I'm talking multiplicity. I'm talking not business. just not just the not just ministry, but in business uh, with my family. I I try to duplicate myself in my children. I want them. Okay. To, to reflect. I want them to emulate. You know, I know we're living in a different season. I know we're living in a different time. However, the principle never change. The principle is the principle is the principle is the principle. And if I can get them to duplicate, if I can just duplicate what I've done, aside, aside from the errors, then they'll be well off. So, okay. so, so when I say complete, I'm talking just not just ministry. Of course, ministry, because we have a project still going on in the Suffolk location. We're trying to get that up and running by the end of the year. But also, I'm trying to 
get them to see realistically, realistically, that in life, we can pray all we will. Faith without works is dead. You have to work. What caused you to get up in the morning? I tell my son all the time. He said, Dad, why didn't you wake me up? I said, if bills can't shake you, I'm not going to wake you. Okay. And so I try to get him. Listen, you have to learn how to how to be self-sufficient. You have to learn that you have to work. No one gives you anything. You have to work for it. And if you have faith in God, faith will cause you to get up and go to work and let God work through your work to get you to where you want to be. Okay. So, so, so it's, it's, it's through ministry. It's through, um, my, my, my company is, is, is through a lot of things that God has opened doors for me that I have, have the desire for him to complete what he has started in me. All right. All right. Well, praise God. Thank God for, uh, Sharon P. Watson and Edmonds Moore says true pastor. Let me ask you, we got about two minutes left. Uh, what's your greatest prayer concern? What's your greatest prayer concern for the world, for the community? Uh, what's your greatest okay. prayer concern? My, well, my, my greatest prayer concern is for the church, that the church shouldn't have to be competitive. And I think that we have become more competitive than we have become functional. Okay? Um, that, that, that's, that's one of the concerns, that we as believers of God, I should have to compete with you because we're kingdom. Mm -hmm. we, are, we are kingdom. You know, God is our king and he gave us dominion. We, we are kingdom minded people. So therefore, I shouldn't have to compete with, with, with numeric growth. I don't have to compete with the entertainments that we perform on Sundays. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be that. My prayer is that we become authentic with God. Authentic. My prayer for 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 the world would be unity. Unity. We need to unify. Man, we are so separated. We're yeah. so separated based on ethnicity, based on economics. We're just so separated. But however, get, to bring it closer to home, my prayer concern for the community is to dissolve injustices. You All know? right. Because All right. racism does not just rear its head on the back skirts of the woods where people are burning crosses. No, it's in the courts where justices and judges are sitting on the bench, in doctor's office, in lawyer's offices. And those individuals have the authority and the power to take out uh, young black boys and young black girls and institutionalize them. And we don't have nothing to say about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we, we, we are interviewing or have been interviewing uh, Pastor E. Brian Perry, uh, senior pastor and founder of Triumph and Victory uh, Christian Church in Wakefield and in Suffolk. If you missed the interview, you can go out and get it on our podcast tonight, gomillion.gospelradiotoday.net. Uh, last question, because actually I'm out of time. Not out of questions, but out of time. Uh, if God would give you anything that you ask, what would you ask God for? I would ask God for at least 1.1 million of, of Bishop Gamillions in the world. Ah, oh, Lord, man, Lord. I man. don't want 1 million of you. I need 1.1 million of you. Because you're doing a great work. You're getting something out. You're transparent. You are, you are a trendsetter. And you're something that I can draw from. And if we can get God to give us 1.1 million of your disposition, I believe we're being going in the right direction. 
Oh, my God. My God. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful compliment, uh, Pastor Perry. Yeah. Again, yeah. we have been interviewing Pastor Ebreon Perry. We thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you for having me. Hey, this is Bishop Gomillion, and I want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion. Look, I'm inviting you to connect with me beyond your hearing me weekly. I have resources for your reading pleasure. Here's what I want you to do. Visit my website, gomillionandgomillion.com, and check out our various resources. Let me spell that. That's G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N and G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N dot com. Check it out, won't you? God bless you. Are you ready to pray? Come on and let's dive in as we call on the name of the Lord. And if you have a prayer request, please let me know by email. You can email me at ngomillion at aol.com. That's N-G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N at aol.com. Email me and we will honor your request. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. Uh, our prayer call line is open at 518-425-1719. And before we uh, before you go past the prayer, we would like for you to open up our prayer line uh, with prayer. Absolutely. Our Father and our God, we first want to tell you thank you for everything that you have done. We thank you for our ups. We thank you for our downs. We thank you for our our sunny days. We thank you for our cloudy days because even in the midst of our sunny days and our cloudy days, there's something that you have shared with our heart. There's something that we can draw from. There's something, oh God, that you have taught us through your principles that, that, that you have engaged us with. And so God, we just give you glory, honor, and praise. The reason why we are praising you for our down days and our cloudy days, because we know with you, all things work together for the good of God. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. The truth of the matter is, God, you have treated us better than we have treated ourselves. And then, God, we just want to tell you, thank you for our health and our strength. Thank you for the mind, oh God, to want to hear your word and to do your will. Now, God, there's someone somewhere that eager to hear your word, but is unable to hear your word. There's someone that have the desire to draw nigh to you, but because of their condition is unable to draw nigh unto you. But God, being that you're an omnipotent God, an omnipresent God, that you can be in multiple places at one time and hear everything at the same time, you still can help their condition. You have no respect of a person the same way that you went to the centurion servants, oh God, and healed them, and the centurion wasn't even there. We believe that you can do the same for us. And because you show no partiality, I have the right to ask you, oh, Father. You said if I delight myself in you, then you would give me the desires of my heart. So I ask right now, God, whoever's watching this podcast, whoever's tuned in through through, through any social media uh, medium, God, that you would give them what they stand in need of, not just them, but the persons that are connected to them, their children, their spouse, their grandchildren, oh, God. We ask, O oh God, that you will reign your glory within our hearts, O oh God. Heal the sick, O oh God. Touch the minds of those that's going through mental illnesses. God, I pray right now, God, that you would touch hearts of people that feel as though that they have no reason to smile. 
Put a smile back on their face again, oh God. I, I ask this morning, oh God, that you will work a work in us, oh God, that we have not even experienced, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for what you have already done. We thank you for what you're doing even right now. And, and we have the confidence. And the reason why we have the confidence is because we trust in you, not for something, but for everything in our life. So, oh God, I pray now, God, that you will reach the masses through this medium, oh God, that Bishop Gamillion has put on, that you will bless his podcast, that you will bless Please, his Lord. heart, that you will give him, oh God, the, 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 the genius ingenuity to do something that have never been done before, that people all around the world would draw nigh to. So God, I pray now, God, that you will release that one, that feel of though that they don't have value within themselves. I pray right now that you will release that one who have given up and thrown in the towel. I pray that you will encourage their heart to let them know, oh God, that because you worketh in this world, that they have the opportunity to live. And we thank you for life. Thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and thank you for what you have done in Jesus' name. Continue to bless and continue to keep us in thine care. Now, God, we ask that you would fill our hearts with your spirit, that you would anoint us afresh, that we may do thine good and perfect will. Order our steps, bless our hands. And, yes. oh God, we pray that you would continue to put your word in our hearts. This is our prayer. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor E. Thank you, sir. Thank Terry, you man. Bless you, man. What a great man of God. Great interview. You're a great preacher, great pastor. We look forward to seeing you uh, in August. Amen. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Have a great day, sir. You do likewise. Thank you so much, Bishop. Love you, man. Love you, man. Well, praise God. We thank God for what a great interview we had with uh Pastor E. Breon Taylor and a great uh, prayer, opening up our prayer call. Thank God for all who have been with us. Who's on the prayer line today? Pardon me? Hello, Pastor Kim. I'm doing well. I don't know what's what's wrong with my, uh, oh, oh, I know what's wrong with my sound. I do know what's wrong. I tell you, praise him. There we are. Praise God. Now, there we are. There we are. Praise God. Uh, who else is on the prayer line? Janice Carter. How you doing, Sister Janice? Doing well. How's everyone? Doing good. I'm doing good. Good. Praise, praise the Lord. Who else is on the prayer line? All right. Well, praise God. Well, we thank God for you all who are uh, with us today on our prayer call line. Anybody else would like to dial in, you can dial in at 518-425-1719, 518-425-1719. We would love to have you uh, with us today on our uh, prayer line. At this time, I'm going to, uh, someone just popped in. Who Who, who just came on? Hello, Elder Sandra. How you doing? Good, good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna praise God. I wanna, I'm gonna ask if Sister Janice Carter would start us off in prayer. Most gracious, all wise Jesus Christ, Father God, I wanna thank you for last night for laying down, and thank you, dear God, for this morning's early arrival. 
Thank you, Father God, for your goodness and mercy sake, Lord. Dear God, I pray, dear God, for our world, Lord, our president and his cabinet, dear God. I pray for everything that be a little problems that we're having, Lord. Dear God, I thank you for all of your goodness and mercy sake. I ask you to bless our bishop and first lady. Please, Bless Elder Fonda and husband, Pastor Kim and Pastor Evans and Deacon Willie. Father God, I ask you to strengthen us, Lord. God, as some leaders, dear God, and realize that how, no matter how difficult things may get, Lord, it could be worse. It could be better. So, I thank you, Lord, and we will keep praying, dear God, no matter how hard it gets, I will keep praying. Dear God, I thank you for our strength. Dear God, I ask you to continue to bless, Lord. And dear God, I continue to believe in you because without you, Lord, I don't see a way. I ask you to bless my family, my grandchildren, my daughter, brothers, sisters, everyone, dear God. Strengthen and keep us, Lord. Help us through the difficult times, Lord. And I ask you to forgive us for our sins, Lord, and forgive us for things that we do that are unrighteous or unworthy, Lord. It's, it's you, and you know what we feel, how we feel, dear God, and, and how things should be. Dear God, I ask you to give us strength. I ask you to bless us spiritually, Lord, mentally, yes, Lord. physically, and financially. And guide us, dear God. These and all the blessings I ask in your name, say, and thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Janice Carter from the top. We appreciate you, uh, your presence today. We appreciate you, your, your sincerity, and certainly we appreciate your prayer. Uh, at this time, we're going to uh, ask if uh, Pastor Kim White, pastor of the Bloomfield Baptist Church in Wilson's, Virginia, uh, resident of Petersburg, if you would uh, pray with us and for us. Gracious God, we come before your presence with a grateful heart. We honor who you are and who you have purposed to be in each of our lives. We decree and declare in the earth realm that there is none like you. You are the keeper of our souls, lifter of our bow down. You are hope for tomorrow, even our joy in the midst of sorrow. You're the giver of every good. And every perfect, it comes down from you in whom there is no bearableness. Thank you today. Thank you, God, that you give us the ability to seek your face and to call unto you to make our petition and request known on the behalf of brothers and sisters all over the earth. God, we are living in a cruel hour. There is so much anger and hatred, yes, animosity, so many broken hearted. They're living with despondency and despair. So many, God, have lost their hope. But God, thank you even now. You are our hope of glory. Everything we need is in you and so much more. And so I'm praying today, God, for sons and daughters. I'm praying, God, for those who are part 
of the kingdom and those that are out of the ark yes, of safety. I'm declaring and declaring, God, that revival is going to break out in our homes, in our communities, yes, in Lord. our cities, our state, in our nation, and in our world. That you're raising up a generation of people who will not deny you, but will admit that there is none like you. That we understand aside and apart from you, we can do nothing. But it's because of you that we're able to move, live, and have our being. God, I pray for fresh oil. I pray you would anoint us a fresh and a new so that we can go forth and be your ambassadors yes, in Lord. the earth so that we can cry loud. Fear not. Lift up our voices as trumpets. Show your people their transgressions in the house of Jacob, their sin. I pray for five-fold ministry for every bishop of Congress. Yes, Lord. someone else came on i think i may know who that is praise god all right praise the lord yes. thank god for pastor kim white from the bloomfield pastor the bloomfield baptist church in wilson's virginia amen at this time we're going to ask if elder sandra would pray praise god elder sandra from the virtual ministry of speaking spirit uh ministries richmond virginia uh elder sandra Yes, I just uh, want to start off with a testimony. My um, 
I was talking to my daughter the other day, and she said, Mom, saved. And I'm like, what? And she said, yeah. She said, I was at work. And she has a little part-time job at a, at a, at a, at a, um, at a sub shop. And uh, she said, a pastor came in. And I guess they had a conversation. And she got saved there. Okay. At her job. Yes, Lord. I thought she was playing. I thought she was playing at first, you know, because she may joke around with me. I, I, you know, I said, well, you know, I'm calling. Um, you want to have a little prayer with me? And she was like, no, you know, she used to say that no. And uh, born in the church, raised in the church, but they go their way and they think all different other kinds of stuff. And then <laughs> she told me, she, I said, well, Camille, are you uh are you serious? Are you you serious? So she said, yeah, I wasn't lie about nothing like that. She said, I went to the church. You know, she wasn't, you know, she she went to the church, but she, um, I don't think that she, I don't think she went to that, that particular church. But anyway, I called her this morning and I'm, I, I called her because Wednesday's my outreach prayer day, so I called her, I said, I woke her up. Normally she's kind of grumpy if she doesn't have to go to work. And she's like, have her morning off. But she was like, hey, I said, well, how are you doing? And she said, um, I'm okay. I said, you got to work today? She said, no. She said, I will sleep. And I said, well, I was just calling to have some prayer with you. She said, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. From that, um, she allowed me to pray with her, you know, and she, she you know, and I said, well, yeah, she probably probably say, you know, bless the Lord, <laughs> you know, if she jokes around and plays with me, you know, about what I do, but I, I'm, I'm so glad it is a change. I see a change. She's accepting prayer. And, uh, so what we doing on this line is, is working, working. I thank God for that. So father, we just want to give you all the praise and glory and honor. And I want to thank whoever that pastor was that yes. was servant of God that you used. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Even when he was going to pick up some fast food or stuff, sandwiches. Yes, Lord. What doing, God? He stopped. Yes, Lord. And I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, I thank you because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell people about the Lord Jesus. And I'm glad that she had ears where she was able to hear from God and she, her heart was ready to accept him. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, I pray that you would be with her and bless and keep her. Yes, Lord. Lord. I pray that she would be excited for you every day, not get bored. But, Lord God, that you would revive and renew her each day. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Father, I, I pray your protection. Any plot, plan, or uh, scheme that the enemy has has to come against her, Father, putting obstacles in a way, we cancel them right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for each soul. Yes, Lord. Each soul is crying for help, oh God. I pray. Lord, that you would send someone to meet their needs. Yes, Lord. And in the right time, 
It didn't accept you to make mistakes in their life. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I lift up all in cock, so oh God, I pray, Father, for his healing and deliverance, so oh God, he is right now in the ICU, had, had two strokes, so oh God, and I pray, Father God, that you would restore brain activity in the name of Jesus. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would touch his body, oh God, and do a miracle, do a miracle, restore, revive, renew, Lord, that the elect the electric things that you have going on in our brain would be restored, oh God. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we want to pray for family and pray for his mother who goes to the hospital every day, Lord, that you would strengthen her. Yes, Lord. And Father, I know she's waiting for a son of this. And that she wants to help her do something for her son, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you would just give her strength, give her hope. Lord God, show signs of improvement in the name of Jesus. We thank you. I pray for Deanna Pines, oh God. I pray, Father God, that you would touch her body, touch her blood, oh God, and heal her, Father, from leukemia, oh God. I pray that the treatments that they're using, oh God, would benefit her, Father. We speak healing over her body, over her mind, over her thoughts, oh God. I pray, Father God, that she would stay in the word so when the enemy whispers defeat and her that she would have something in to counteract those words, oh God, that she would believe your report, Father. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray right now for Tammy who has been on life support for a long time, Lord. Yes, Lord. I pray, Father, God's family hasn't given up on her, oh God. So, Lord, that you, Lord, would even restore brain activity in her her brain, oh God, that you would heal and deliver, that you would set free. And, Father, where people may have thrown in the towel, oh Lord, I pray, Lord, that you could do miracles and signs and wonders here in the earth in the last days where things have increase in wickedness and evilness but god you still are sitting on the throne and you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can think or ask because just as the devil is busy you are busy too so lord yes, i know lord. that this testimony, i know that there's things signs for the prophets people they doubt and think that someone is fake that's operating in the power of God. But Lord, show yourself strong. Yes, Lord. Show yourself in the last days, oh God. We come against all unclean and foul spirits right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind them up and, 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 and we mm-hmm. lose the spirit of the Holy Spirit in our hearts that we will be filled each day, renewed. It's his power, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, that we want all the power and authority you have given us as believers and children of God here on the earth. Those, Lord God, that are weak, Father, restore their strength, oh Lord, that they may mount up like wings of eagles, oh God, and they will run in that faith, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, Lord. Bless our families, oh God. Even the ones that are 
are watching their children who have addiction to drugs and opioids who are out here in the street. Oh, God, I pray that they would just be steadfast in prayer, trusted and relied on you. I pray for every addict that is out in the street who's caught up in alcoholism, drug addiction, or fornication, oh, God, or whatever they're doing, oh, God, trying to fulfill a need. You are the fulfillment of our needs, oh, God. So, Lord, I pray even at someone's darkest moment, oh, God, you would send an angel, oh, God. Yes, Lord. Speak a word of encouragement. You would send someone to them that would be able to help to pull them out of the pit, oh, God, and turn their life around. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Now, Father, we pray for the ones who have haughty and arrogant spirits, oh God. Those that have made it, that have been successful, oh God, but look down on other people to feel that they have pulled themselves up by their own bootstraps, oh God. I pray, Father God, that they, their spirits will be humbled before you humble them, God. And I pray, Lord, that that, that you would touch their lives where they, their hearts will be tenderized and they would be givers and helpers of mankind, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just praise and thank you because there's so many things that you manage. There's so many things that you do just in our own personal lives, our own body, our own bodies, how many systems that have to operate all at one time that you manage all of that, God, and every person that is even calling on your, on your name at all hours of the day and night, oh God, you hear their prayers. Father, and so we thank you for being uh, that type of manager, that type of God. And Father, areas where we, we even in our stewardship, what you've given us, yes, how you Lord, us, help us to be able to manage it better, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We speak increase. We speak healing. We speak deliverance. We speak abundance oh god in the name of jesus we thank you and give your name praise i thank you for the 30 years that bishop and his wife elder Cornelia, have been in ministry oh lord continue to be with them and bless them each year father in the name of jesus we thank you and praise you and magnify you and give your name glory it's in jesus name we pray amen well, amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, Elder Sandra Laos Jenkins. We thank God for all of you all who have been with us today. We certainly thank God for Pastor E. Brian uh, Perry, and we thank God for Pastor Kim White, Sister Janice Carter, Elder Sandra Laos Jenkins. Bless you, uh, Sister Aretha Johnson and Edmonds Moore. Uh, we thank God for uh, uh, Lady Karen Perry. We thank God for uh, Sharon P. Watson, Elder Durr, uh, Elder Francine, uh, Gomillion, and all of you all who have been with us uh, on today. We pray that God will put his hands, keep his hands upon you and bless you until this same time uh, next week. God bless you. We love you. And everybody have a great week. God bless you. Amen. God bless you all. You've been engaged with Gomillion and Gomillion interview and prayer call. Bishop Nathaniel and Elder Francine Gomillion serve at Tabernacle of Praise, 5283 Windsor Boulevard in Zuni, Virginia. You can contact them by mailing to 
P.O. Box 161, Zunai, Virginia, 23898. Sunday morning service time is at 1045 a.m. And virtual Bible study is on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And the number to get in is 518-425-1719. Bishop and Elder are the founders of Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries, covering ministries and pastors, and can be contacted via phone, 804-943-8364. Bishop and Elder Gomillion want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion Interview and Prayer Call Podcast.